0: Welcome to the Financial Feast podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be talking about budgeting. So it's February, which right now means that most of Americans are starting to possibly fall off of their (laughs) New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I always hear, probably about this time, that
1: gym rates of people who are consistently going to the gym just plummet.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. I I can only imagine, and I would probably be one of them, unfortunately. Yeah, that's why I don't make those resolutions to go to the gym, because I don't want to fail on my resolutions. Did you know, though, that many Americans make a financial New Year's resolution? I did. So we actually, before
1: we did this, we actually looked at a study. There was a recent experience study, and of all the people that they interviewed or for this study. They came up with three major goals financially that people have. Number one was save more for retirement and general savings. That's a great goal. I have that goal myself. Yeah. Two was create a personal budget, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And then number three was get out of debt, which once again, great goal to
0: have. I yeah. think. They're yeah. all very good quality things people should be shooting for. Yes, for sure. And when people say budget, that's kind of a big word that a lot of people don't like, right? Yeah. Yeah. People definitely have a negative view, a negative connotation of budgeting. Yeah. So what is a way that you have helped kind of overcome your people that you work with when it comes to the word budget? Like how do you help people focus on a budget?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I talk about budgeting, I think a lot of people see it as restrictive. They Mm -hmm. see it as telling me I cannot spend money on blank, 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 so I don't want to budget because I don't want to be limited on what I can spend. So what I like to do when I'm chatting with somebody, a new client, is I like to refer to it as a spending plan. And the reason that I do that is because when you look at your life, just in general, you have plans for all kinds of things yeah your life is planned out you 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 have plans on when you're driving to work so you get to work on time you have plans on when you're leaving work so you can get home on time you have plans on what you're eating for the week so you grocery shop so you have meals planned out for the week you have plans on uh where you're going on vacation or or what you want to eat so you lose weight all these different plans and when we talk about plans that are important one of the most important plans that we can have is a spending plan. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it only makes sense when you really think about it. And yet, it's kind of surprising how many people don't have one.
1: Yeah. there, There's a significant amount of people who really don't even consider having one.
0: Yeah. that A lot of them, whatever's in the checking account, so long as we have enough for the next paycheck, we're okay. And maybe they have some savings. But you can do more than that. You can planned a little bit better, and this is something that maybe was a New Year's resolution for you, and maybe you're still going strong, good for you, and maybe you might have fallen off a little bit, and maybe we can help you get kind of back on the wagon, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and even if you do have a plan, maybe this episode will kind of give you a different point of view on things that maybe you haven't thought through that you can alter, and that may be more beneficial for you and your
0: circumstances. Absolutely. When it comes to just, let's start top level here. How do I create a budget? If it was me, how would I create a budget?
1: Yeah. So when we think of a budget, I think the most important first step is to understand what money or the amount of money that you have bringing home with you. So what we would call that is the post-tax income that you're bringing home. Now, why are we talking about post-tax? What's important about the
0: post-tax as opposed to pre-tax for a budget? Right. So with pre-tax, you're not seeing that money come into your account. The net income portion or the post-tax portion is what you actually see in your bank account. Yeah. So it would be really hard to plan on money that you don't actually have coming to you because you owe it on taxes, right? Yeah. So when it comes down to that, um, making sure that you take more than a one-month look right? Because one month might have fluctuated for a vacation or some a refrigerator died or something like that could have happened. So averaging it out over a two to three month period is a good idea. Well, and even more than that, there's a lot of
1: different jobs that aren't consistent in their pay, right? Sure. So there could be variable incomes depending on what you're doing. If you're commission based in your, in your job, yeah. then if you have a great month of selling, you could make in one month and then something happens the next month where the economy crashes and whatever you're trying to sell, people aren't buying it anymore. The next month you could make $2,000. Right. You can't consistently budget off of $12,000 then because you might have really poor months.
0: Yes. Yeah. And also overtime, right? That's another thing that a lot of people get that, you know, maybe you get less hours in overtime or more. And So just averaging it out over a two to three month period is very important if that is your situation where it might be more variable. Yeah. And once you get your income amount, then you gotta track your expenses, right? Yeah, so
1: same with step number one, when we're making our post-tax income and we wanna average that out, we wanna do the exact same thing with our expenses, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you said, your expenses are not gonna be the same every single month. You could have a car breakdown one month and you have significantly more expenses than you would another time. You could have Christmas come up, which happens, I'm pretty sure, once a year, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I, and you probably spend more in December than yes. you do in, I don't know, February, right? Right. So understanding that your income may change but your expenses also change should really push you when you're coming up with a budget to try to figure out an average of, and we really encourage, two, probably leaning toward three months of what those numbers would be so you have a really good understanding and a good picture.
0: Yes, for sure. And you don't want to forget about any cash expenses you may have. Maybe you pay someone to walk your dog and you do it with cash. Uh, Just don't forget about any cash expenses that might fall off if you're just looking at a bank statement and checking out what your expenses might be.
1: Yeah, because if you're if you're tracking your expenses, right, and you're skipping out on a certain section of cash expenses, let's just use that example, mm-hmm. and you're not tracking that, or there's a credit card that you're using that you forget to calculate that into your expenses, then when you come up with the information that you're going to use to have your budget, you do not have the right information. You don't have the full understanding and picture, correct picture, to give you a good quality plan going forward. So this step
0: is so important to make sure you take your time and make sure you get all the details. Yes, and details are very important when it comes to a budget, because you, you wanna try to capture everything as much as you possibly can to make it easier on you. And you know, there's different types of budgets out there. There's actually two that we're gonna talk about. The first one is gonna be a proportional budget. So, what is a proportional budget? Well, the idea of a proportional budget is to put your budget into broad subcategories that get a percentage. So, this could be 50%, 30%, 20% proportion, where it could be 50% as a need, 30% as a want, and 20% as a savings. Now, this could vary from what your personal situation is. There is some cons to this. Trying to value a need or a want. Is eating out a need or a want? Where does entertainment fall? Does that under a want? And if so, how much do you want to allocate to that? And when you have kind of a a cone of 50, 30, 20, it could also be a little too broad because you could hit it and overspend in some places that maybe you kind of edge the line of need and maybe it wasn't, or you just don't know where to put it. You might be also eating out on 15% of your total budget because maybe you work somewhere where it's just easier for you to do that real quick. And that's a good place that you could cut some expenses out if you needed to. Yeah, for sure. And the budget might not show you all this stuff. So you don't know if you're spending too much or not, if you're just kind of putting it into a, okay, it's a need because I'm eating because I have to eat. Right? Yeah. So you might not see that in a proportional budget. Uh, but some of the pros with it, on this is it doesn't take a lot of time to do this it's just putting it in three buckets a need a want or savings and separating needs and wants could be easy for you also there's a major emphasis on saving which is vital it's very important to build up the savings and when it all comes down to it this is a very valid approach to a budget Uh, the proportional method does work and you know maybe though you want something a little more detailed Yeah, so the
1: second option in addition to the proportional is what is called a zero sum. And then this is what I personally use. My wife and I personally use this. And the reason that I like this in juxtaposition to the first one is not because it's better. I think they both have their merits. But because this gives me the option of seeing where every single dollar goes to. And I really like having the complete picture. It also allows me to not overspend because I, I'm since I'm not putting it into these broad categories, I know that every single month I have a hundred dollars to spend on eating out. And then since I don't have a fifteen percent of my budget goes to food, then I'm much less tempted to overspend on my eating out category. So a con for this is it takes a lot more work. Yeah. Because I need to track every single item in my budget and i need to categorize it categorize every single expense to a specific category so it it takes a lot more work but the pros that i found is it helps me not be as emotional in my purchases because i have i understand where every single thing is going so i'm not like oh i really really want this and it would make me happy i can actually see in my budget i only have a hundred dollars left to spend this purchase is $150, I can't do that this month because I know exactly how much I have. And then it really is just very specific. I like specific. So neither one is necessarily better. When I'm working with a client, I I encourage them to see which one works for them because for some people, a zero sum is too complex. Yeah, It's too much work and it's going to steer you away from a budget. And if you've tried to do a budget and this is the type of budget that you've tried to do, and you're like, I don't like budgeting because this is too much work, then try the proportional budget.
0: Sure, yeah. And it, and also, the other thing you don't want to do is have this budget, you know, stay okay, starting the next month on the first day, this budget takes effect. And then on the third day, you overspent on something that maybe wasn't in a category. What you don't want to do is just throw your hands in the air and say, this isn't working for me. This is too much just accept the fact that this is a new pattern that you're developing, a new habit and a new habit takes time. It takes a little bit of self-discipline and it can be hard to do when you're not used to doing it, but starting out and not being discouraged when you fail, because you will fail at some point it's going to happen, but not failing more often than failing is still better than what it was before. So just know that you're still trending up and not to get discouraged if you do happened to accidentally, maybe you go in over on a month because something happened or whatever the case may be. But trying your absolute best to stick to it is important because that's how you develop the habit.
1: Right, so in talking, we just, we just kind of explained three different ways and how to create a budget. We said your post-tax monthly income is the first step. Uh, figure out what that number is, figure out what your expenses are on an average, figure out what type of budget you wanna do. And then the fourth step to creating a budget is just to be consistent right? What Kevin just kind of said is if you fall off the wagon a little bit, don't completely give up. Make sure that you're just being consistent. So two things that might just help you out. You can use envelopes or cash or a debit card. And what these are going to do is they're actually going to allow you to have a specific amount allotted to those, to those expenses. And you're not going to go over budget, as much with your spending because you only have a certain amount of money to
0: use. So that's just an easy little, quick little way to kind of help. And another thing too that really helps uh, is accountability. Tell someone else that you're doing it, someone that's close to you. I mean, you don't have to tell them all your money or anything, but just tell them, hey, I'm trying to budget. I just need you to keep me accountable. This could be a spouse, of course, that would really help. And honesty is the key here. Making sure you're honest about it. And if you mess up, you mess up, but let's get back on it, right? And that's what, that's what really matters. And just finding one person that can help you out is gonna go so far. And honestly, when it comes down to it, when you have a spouse, for sure it should be the spouse, right? But yeah. it could be a friend or whoever it may be. Well, and hopefully, honestly, when we're talking about a spouse, you really should have them involved in your budget.
1: Um, and that doesn't yes. mean you both have to do the work right? in, in the tracking and in the inputting data but you both should be trying to figure out what your categories are mm-hmm. and what you both as a group feel comfortable putting that money toward and in, in your
0: budget. Yeah. And when it comes to the budgeting, when we said the debit card, there's some tools you can use to help you with budgeting. YNAB, uh, it's just you need a budget, the acronym YNAB. And it's popular. It's a little bit more expensive to use, but there's also Every Dollar, which has a free app this is more of a zero sum budgeting system it's actually a feature of the dave ramsey system so if you're familiar with him it might be the way to go mint is another one it's from intuit and it's free it also simplified by quicken or even rocket money which used to be truebill these are all different platforms that you can use that are low cost to free and they would really help you kind of get that format that you would need if you don't know where to start also we will have more of this on our website financialfeastpod.com and we might be posting this on our facebook as well just some show notes on also financial feast pod so
1: yeah and we can if if there's a lot of questions on this we can always go into a little bit more detail on what these are and explain them in further detail um, we might even maybe down the road, be able to kind of talk through a specific budget and how one works with them. I don't. We might do that down the road just to kind of give people an idea because they all have their different merits. They all have their different pros. Some of them connect directly to your bank account. Yes. So then you can just export, ec- export your expenses right into the program. Some people aren't comfortable with those things. So there's a lot of different pros with a lot of different ones and they all kind of do something different. But the goal at the end of the day it's just to have something that works for you. So try something, if you don't like it, try something else, figure out what you're happy with, what is going to help you be consistent in in your budgeting. Because we at The Financial Feast Pod really think that having the knowledge is is really gonna benefit you. So that's why we're doing this podcast, and that's yes. why we have the website and we have our Facebook group, is because we wanna help people understand what they don't understand, and then give them some guidance so they can figure out how to make better financial decisions. And that's exactly what a budget does.
0: Yes. It's really just a snapshot of your financial picture in a month-by-month basis. And you can boil it down with a zero-sum to do week-by-week if you really wanted to do that. But overall, it'll help you take charge of your money back, and it'll be surprising to you how much you spend on stuff that you might not have realized how much you spend the amount of money is always higher than what you think if when you do this so i would encourage you all to do this let us know how it goes we do have a contact us on our website financialfeastpod.com as always we will be posting uh, some blogs there including these four platforms five platforms that we mentioned as well as some more kind of detailed information on those if you're more interested in looking at some of the pros and cons of them. Follow us on our Facebook, Financial Feast Pod, and listen to us wherever uh, you listen to podcasts. We'll be dropping a new episode every Monday, and we look forward to seeing you again on the Financial Feast.